Hello, do you like New Japan Pro Wrestling? Are you a Shin Nihon freak? If so, check out the Super Jcast with Joel and Damon on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. And even if you fucking hate New Japan Pro Wrestling, listen to the Super Jcast anyway. Not just for our great show reviews, analysis, and pastrami sandwiches, mm-hmm. but there's also usually some dick jokes somewhere in the obligatory opening 30 minutes of absolute nonsense we chat about every single week. That's the Super Jcast for all the best talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, crisps, and pornography. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Uh, 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 uh. Competition starting to get thick, it's the click, so I hope you watch your A-game. A-game, no rain from the track when we unite and spit. This isn't A-game, better bring your A-game. A-game. You know, it's the Mike and JD show, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? I think it's my headphones after listening to that intro. We were trying to we were troubleshooting some mic issues, and I <laughs> we were trying to figure out what's wrong with Mike's head microphone. And now that we're listening to everything, I heard the intro. I think it's my headphones that's a problem. So well, figure that I out would- later. I was legit having tech issues like for the last 15 minutes. I had to restart my computer twice because it was not reading my microphone. So when you said that my microphone sounded like shit, I just, I believed you because <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Um, so yeah, I, I, I legit thought that something was, uh, was, was going on here. Um, so, hey, uh, everybody, welcome to the Mike and JD Show right here on the Voices of Wrestling Network and the Mike and JD Show uh, YouTube channel. Also, you can find us on Patreon, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your, uh, your podcasts. Uh, if you want to uh, get some more premium content, head to patreon.com slash the Mike and JD Show, uh, where we also have Overtime. We have uh, Brace for Impact and the JD Oliva Project. Hey, JD, why don't you tell them what you uh, put on the Patreon just this week on uh, for the JD Oliva project. I, th- I thought it was really cool. It's a great show. Joe's right. We were on the wrong side. Um, so <laughs> I, I did a thing this week. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a writer. I love horror books and I love horror movies. So I did a thing previewing like my, like recommending my like top 10 horror films. Right. And I did it. I, kinda, I didn't just go. These are my favorite movies. Like I kind of broke it down like, OK, ghost story. OK, werewolf movie. OK, vampire story. You know, that kind of <coughs> excuse me stuff. So uh, I put that on our on our thing and um, our Patreon went a little above and beyond. I thought with the editing might have gotten us in a little bit of trouble. I don't know. We'll see how that kind of we'll see how that plays <laughs> you know, out. We, we might have dodged a bullet there. We might have dodged a bullet. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll figure that out later. But um, I think it came out real fun. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I like to do on the Patreon is it'd be a little different. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a lot right now for everyone that subscribes to the, to the Patreon. If you want to check out for uh, for Halloween and I, I gave a little uh, a little silver shamrock jingle yeah. beginning for my Halloween three fans. 
yeah yeah that was a a lot of fun yeah that that was really cool man and it uh, brought back some memories and also made me realize that i've never seen monster squad you've never seen the monster squad never seen it um but i did it is streaming and i have it in my queue it's uh, on paramount plus or showtime whatever i think paramount plus and showtime are the same now yeah oh well whenever i clicked on it it said it's showtime but it's the same app now well, it's funny because that's what's inspired me. That's what's ins- what ins- I got a colic that's driving me crazy. I just realized it as we <laughs> sat down. Um, that is the, what inspired me to do this is that um, my kid and I watched Monster Squad last Saturday because we love that movie. It's one of our favorite Halloween things. And uh, it kind of inspired me. Hey, I should just do something about Halloween movies. So it's super ironic that you say you've never seen the Monster Squad. <clears throat> I thought all children from the 80s had seen that movie growing up. No, I that one I I guess I just missed, but uh, I have been getting into the Halloween mood, and I actually watched Evil Dead, uh, the new Evil Dead Rising, I think is what it's called, and uh, it is supposedly a part of the Evil Dead series, but it really didn't seem like it was connected at all to the originals from the '80s. It was more correct uh, cor- connected to the remake that happened a few years ago. Um, but that was like, I'm not like an evil dead guy. I do like it, but I don't have like an emotional connection to that series. So um, whenever I realized it was not, it had nothing to do with the original is like completely different than what they do there. I, I, I was fine with it, but I talked to you about it. You weren't, you weren't so happy with it. No. So here's my thought is Bruce Campbell in it. No. Did Sam Raimi direct it? No. Are there a minimum of 12, three stooges references in the movie? I don't think there's a single Three Stooges reference. Then it's not the Evil Dead. What's the point? Just make a zombie movie, right? If you're well, not going like, if you're not a demon possession, but if yeah, but that's not the Evil Dead. Like that's that's I, The Exorcist, which just got remade last week for the fifteenth time, poorly. <laughs> and like, yeah. I don't. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, why just like if you're not going to embrace what makes Evil Dead Evil Dead, like, why bother? Like, why bother doing that? Like, that was the last remake that came out. Like 10, 12 years ago, they like remade it with a girl and it was like, oh, it's scary. I'm like, well, that's not supposed to be scary. It's supposed to be silly. Like, it's not like it just it's like, oh, you people miss the fucking point. Like, yeah, I don't they, know. Man. They, they should have just called it something different. <laughs> so that way, yeah. so that way, like the horror fans would embrace it. But because they said Evil Dead, they, you know, the horror fans, the hardcores like a J.D. Oliva decided not to give it a shot, you know, but I, I just watched it because I was like, I don't care. Well, that's the problem is like, you know, they can't sell. That's the problem with Hollywood. Is, well, actually, it's starting to turn this year. This year is the, the, when the worm finally started turning. Like, you couldn't sell anything unless it was connected to a franchise of something, right? Yeah. And now now it's starting to change. But you had, you had to attach Evil Dead. You couldn't just call it, you know, the Spooky Dead or something like that. You had to, you had to try to tap into the nostalgia to sell. Now people are like, I don't give a fuck about nostalgia anymore. It's finally happening. <laughs> yeah i got you well hey uh everybody thank you for joining us uh thank you uh joe and uh josiah that's in the chat thank you to all the people that are watching right now uh so this is going to be a live call-in show and i'm going to be putting the link here in the chat and i'll and i'll tweet the link out too here in a little bit but uh, uh, jd and i are going to just cover some of the top uh the top stories well you know there's nothing really too crazy happening in pro wrestling right now but there's a lot of cool stuff happening and i do have some notes here to go over and um, I, I think for our show, the the top story that we should cover, considering we had an Impact podcast for a long time, and I still cover Impact every week, is our buddy backup Hangman Ibu himself of Wrestle Purus um, got the Impact uh, got the Impact fan nation stirring with a little comment that he made, quote tweeting one Sean Ross Sapp, 
uh, Sean Ross Sapp was replying to one of his followers uh, saying that um, basically saying that, you know, CM Punk going to impact wrestling isn't like the craziest thing in the world. Um, and then Ibu then quote tweeted him and said that impact actually made an offer to CM Punk. And now George Iceman of, um, of Iceman's Intel, he typically gives out worked uh, scoops on YouTube for impact. And he says, um, you know, kind of like vague, vague, vaguely says stuff and all this and that. So he, he, he does that and he dropped a little, a little, quote scoop right because this is being fed to him by the company he works for the company and it's on impact television um that that there's going to be a surprise for bound for glory the tickets have been bought tra uh, transportation has been secured and hotel reservations have been made and now people um namely like the one of the gift guys on twitter was a um, created a, uh, a video of it and stated uh thinking that maybe it's possibly cm punk JD, can you explain why that sounds asinine that they would buy uh, CM Punk plane tickets to Bound for Glory? Where's Bound for Glory this weekend, Mike? Uh, Cicero, Illinois. Cicero, Illinois. That would be uh, four miles west of the city of Chicago. Uh, do you know where <laughs> CM Punk lives? Uh, Chicago. Mm -hmm, the north side. So uh, technically, <laughs> he could drive to O'Hare and catch a flight to Midway which is a 30 mile drive and mainly just 30 miles because of traffic. So you'd be flying from the North side to the South side, which would be stupid. So yeah. um, if they, okay. But, but to be fair, if they bought CM Punk plane tickets, would that not be the most TNA impact move of all time? I, I think that would be legendary and it would uh, throw people <laughs> off the scent maybe because like, um, now somebody is definitely, there's definitely going to be a surprise at Bound for Glory. And uh, yeah. they, they typically bring in somebody that hasn't been on the show for a while. Like last year it was Bully Ray. One year it was James Storm. One year it was the Kiss Demon of all people. I um, that, that was, that was, that was that we thought it was going to be Braun Strowman that year. And it turns out it was the fucking Kiss Demon. And we had a uh, debate over in. whether or not it was Dale Torborg. And it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, we thought maybe it was like an Ultimate Warrior situation where he died and they just created a new one. A renegade, um, if and, you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain as to exactly who, who it could be. And I just can't think of anybody right now that's like a complete free agent other than CM Punk that could be a surprise for Bound for Glory. I, I got nothing, to be honest with you, unless they're bringing in someone from Japan. But they're bringing in the big, like, Osprey. Like if you're bringing in Okada and you don't say anything, that would be kind of dumb. Like I have, yeah. I have zero clue who they're bringing in for this. I really don't like it's, yeah. it's kind of stumped me. Yeah. It, it stumped me too. Uh, there, there has been, so look, oh. so we got, we got some folks in the chat. Go, go ahead, JD. You're going to, oh. you're going to click it. Yeah. So Joseph saying the Zigman, I, I think he's on a 90 day, no compete. So I don't think that would, uh, that would be him. Um, Lucha Doncic, you hookers happy, better wish me a happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy Lucha. Birthday. I thank you for your uh, thank you for your joke that I stole earlier and posted on Twitter. JD thought it was his joke, but it uh, turns joke. out it was Lucha's. Turns steal out I was my, stealing Lucha's joke. Steal my jokes all the time. <laughs> so, JD, you have not talked about this publicly because you don't you no longer have an Impact podcast, so we haven't brought it up on this show. This is true. What are what do you think about CM Punk possibly going to uh, to Impact? Now well, that he's basically been turned down by WWE and he got shit canned by AEW, what options does he have? Hold on. Hold on. Josiah, leave the show. Um, yeah. Josiah, you can exit. No, I'm just kidding. 
go back to Canada. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would, I okay, I think it could be game changing business for Impact Wrestling. I really do. Yeah. I think that CM Punk has enough of a following, like not all of his fans would jump on to watch Impact, but I bet enough of them would to make a significant impact in Impact ratings for a for a brief time. You know, yeah. um, I think it could do dynamite business for their for their shows. Right. Yeah. Like when they go do their TV tapings, I think it could be phenomenal. I don't think CM Punk, his ego could take it. And and that and that's where I'm at, because, you know, we talked we talked on this show about people wondering maybe CM Punk needs money. Um, there's there's some rumors out there, nothing that's really verified that he had to buy Our his rumors. contract out with AEW. But there's nothing really solid that's out there. So I don't know if any of that nonsense is true. I think he could find his way to make a pretty good living just even outside of wrestling. Uh, he was doing Hollywood stuff right now, but he'd have to take a non-union gig because <laughs> because the strike is still going, as far as I know. So I, I, I don't know what he could do there. I don't think he's going to go back to fighting because he can't fight. Um, and I don't really think that um, the CFFC, the Cage Fury Fighting Championships, that's an independent MMA promotion that's on UFC Fight Pass, I don't think they're paying all that well to bring him in. I think he just does that as a labor of love. So... Um, I, I don't know what other options he, he could have other than just slinging his t-shirts on PWTs. Nice, mate. I wonder if, if um, the last year has impacted his pro wrestling tees money, right? Because, I mean, there's people, and I know our boss in the, in the, in the flagship talks about this all the time, that people are just unreasonable when you talk about punk. Like, if you're not, I hate CM Punk, there's people that get mad. But then if you're not like CM Punk walks on water and turns it into non-alcoholic wine because it's CM Punk and he's straight edge, like, then they hate you too. Like, he's just, that can't be good for a guy who sells t-shirts, right? Yeah. Well, but when you're, when you're polarizing, and I would say that that's a pretty good word for him, the people that really, really hardcore support you will probably buy every t-shirt that you have. Most yeah, a lot of them. And I think he has enough of those people that actually are st strongly behind him. Um, now, another another promotion we could think of is probably New Japan. Um, he, I don't think you would get big time money from them because, look, there's a reason why Jay White ain't working there anymore. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why Will Ospreay is very likely to leave at the end of the year is because their business is down. I don't think they're really paying top dollar for a lot of people. Now, he could he could be um, he could bring in some subscriptions like Jericho did a few years ago. Um, but that would be a short-term gain for a long-term cost. I don't know that that uh, it would be worth it in the long run for them. CM Punk's gotten hurt in every big match he's done since coming back, with the exception yeah. of the Joe match. Um, I don't think his body could handle the New Japan schedule. Like, you bring him in for a Wrestle Kingdom or something like that. Yeah. Two, um, I think we overvalue what the name CM Punk would mean in Japan. Like, mm -hmm. New Japan, here's the thing, and this might hurt WWE fans' feelings to hear this, New Japan fans, Japanese wrestling fans care about Japanese wrestling. Like what goes on here, unless you're talking like a superstar means very little. So I don't know yeah. if CM Punk would, I don't know if CM Punk's um, credentials would carry over to Japan in quite the way Chris Jericho's did. Cause Chris Jericho held some, and there was a lot of American fans that jumped in. They weren't Japanese yeah. fans that were jumping in for the New Japan World subscriptions with that. It was us. It was the U.S. It was the Western fans. So it was me. I I bought one and one. To be honest, yeah, I yeah. bought one when the the Jericho Omega match was announced. I bought a subscription. So yeah, I don't I don't know about this one, man. I mean, I don't I don't think that I, I'm pretty sure that that wouldn't happen. But you know who else has got a show? Perhaps. 
perhaps Billy Corrigan and the CW <laughs> will land yeah. CM Punk. By the way, who said first that Billy Corrigan's NWA would land on the CW? I believe you heard that first on this show. Yes. Maybe a year ago? We were yeah, we, when when uh, when Brad Schwartz, the former executive for uh, Pop TV, went to uh, the CW, JD and I, we did a brace for Impact. And we, you know, Impact getting a new TV deal always does pretty good on YouTube. So we did one of those videos. Oh, and uh, We did one of those. Yeah, we did one of those videos. And then we kind of basically said this probably not going to happen. And then JD was the one that said NWA is more likely to get it because of his connection with Brad Schwartz because Billy Corgan was in charge of Impact. Um, now Dixie Carter was the owner still, but Billy Corgan was, was Billy. kind of the, he was Billy the was president of impact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was the president of impact during that time. And he was one of the creative forces behind it. Him and uh, Dave Lagana, I believe before they left to go do uh, the NWA so. stuff. So, mm -hmm. so um, yeah, so we, we got, we got that on tap for tonight. So here, let me go ahead. I am going to invite some folks here oh, in the chat. Sweet. Did you post, so, did you post the link by the way on Twitter or something? God, I'd like to share that too. I did not, not yet. So if you want to oh, okay. go ahead and throw the invite out there. So guys, so that's the StreamYard link. You can just click that link with your phone. If you don't want to be on video, that's okay. Just don't accept the video. And you can just be audio only. Um, call into the show. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about uh, at any point in time. You feel free to interrupt us. So we got CM Punk, Bound for Glory, Sting's Farewell Tour, Vince is out of creative, uh, Roman Reign for the Hall of Fame. We got Adam Cullen, Roddick Strong. Uh, NWA with CW and whatever else you guys want to talk about. We've got a ton of stuff to talk about. Um, so yeah, feel free to jump in at any moment. I'm going to go ahead and tweet out the link right I now. I just did. Okay. So I should have tagged, might... tagged a bunch of people, but I did not. It's okay. It's okay. Um, join us now. There we go. So I posted the StreamYard link. So if anybody wants to jump in, if not, JD and I will just continue to do our show. But we thought we'd uh, go ahead and bring in the audience on this episode. We've never done a call-in show before. Um, although we've had plenty of guests, we've never actually <laughs> just put the link out there and said, uh, just come join the show. At any not point on purpose. Remember Brad, Remember yeah. uh, Brady jumped in one time and we were like, <laughs> yeah. how'd you do this? And we yeah. turned out we screwed it's up. Yeah, JD sent the wrong link out there. You're supposed to send the live YouTube link, Whoops. and he sent out the invite link so that way everybody could get in. Um, yeah, learn. so feel free to click the link, and then JD and I are just going to keep on going. Interrupt us at any moment. Just have your say on the show. So, yeah, yeah we got NWA on uh, CW. You know, I here's the thing I, I think about that, and I, I want to be excited for NWA. And actually, I'm happy for NWA. I don't really find mm -hmm. that to be a very good show. Um, but I have not watched since EC3 has taken over as the NWA champion because I'm like, I'm not watching a show where fucking Tyrus is the world heavyweight champion. I just, I'm just not going to do it. Um, not because of his politics, but because he sucks, right? Like that, it was, it was that bad. It was like watching Andre the Giant in 1992, watching that fat lovering piece of shit uh, fall around the ring. I just didn't want to watch it, right? So um, I, I, I never, I never watched it uh, with Tyrus, but EC3 is now the champion. Um, and maybe I'll give it a shot on CW. You think you'll give it a shot? Oh, we have to give it a shot, just for at least for yeah. the purposes of the podcast. Now, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what the hours are because there's nothing that says that. Um, my I saw some tweets like, "Oh, they're coming for AEW's number two. It's like, uh, you know, if you, no, those, no. if you look at those CW numbers, man, they're not. They're not that great. <laughs> um, yeah. now I wonder what the time slot's going to be, right? Yeah, like, and well, it's two shows. It's a reality show and a wrestling show, which is going to be kind of weird to yeah. have a, to have a show like this is our show. And now this is us telling you our show is bullshit. Yeah. Right. Weird. Yeah. But I mean, so are, they, what, are these guaranteed prime time or is this going to be like Saturday afternoons or 
I don't, I don't know because they have live golf on Saturday afternoon. So we have uh, we ha- oh, jo- uh, Josiah, I'm going to bring you on in just a second. I'm just going to make a, real, a point real quick and then I'll bring Josiah on. Um, you know, it, is it going to be in prime time during the week? Is it going to be on the weekend? But I think the most important question is how much money are they getting? And are they going to be able to upgrade their production and, and pay talent full time and be secure in WA? I don't see that happening because CW doesn't really pay much for TV shows. They're doing like, kind of like uh, reality shows and um, foreign shows and stuff like that. They're not really doing a lot of big time first run programming. Yeah. The, this is not your father's CW or your no. older brother's CW, I guess. Here's the thing. Are they getting anything? Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Joe in the chat, Joe, why don't you hop on the show with us? Joe in the chat said maybe an ad revenue split. And I can see that happening. I can see that. Hey, J- we got Josiah, man. Josiah, how you doing, man? What do you want to talk about? I'm doing all right. Uh, I can get my, thoughts on the nwa thing since i used to cover that show from the very beginning with the observer site poor unfortunate soul Continue. Uh, well hey, the first year hey, was er- good yeah early days <laughs> of nwa was was good That's with true. Fournette on commentary and um you know and then he got shit canned and they had look for, say what you want dave lagana he absolutely does not belong in the wrestling business anymore for the stuff that he did but when he was the creative force behind that show it was pretty good and I thought Dude. Nick Aldis was the hell of a world champion. Well, look at the talent they had there. Eli Drake, who's now LA Knight, one of the biggest stars in the game. They had Ricky Starks. They had Eddie Kingston. Like, yeah, they had, and Nick Aldis was doing, I mean, they had talent. Colt mm-hmm. Cabana, like they had talent. It was just, it, they had the relationship yeah. with the ring of honor as well. Yeah. I yeah because uh, they, they did the, they did the pay-per-view with Cody Rhodes um, from uh, Nashville that I remember. And I really liked that match. That was yeah, the rematch was the, from all in. That was the asylum in the, the old asylum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, for, for that, for the TV deal to work, I would think that they'd have to have some sort of revenue share agreement with the CW because like I, I personally, if it, if it's just like uh, we're paying your production, like the early AEW was, uh, this is probably not going to do much for the NWA. Um, yeah. they, they, I mean, at, at their current rate, they're not financially sustainable in any way uh, and probably never have been. Um, and, define, uh, define sustainable though. I mean, what's Billy really spending on that? I mean, he's a, he's an independently true, wealthy guy they don't spend a lot of money. You know, they're pretty, they run pretty lean. Like, I don't think that they're, I don't think they're deficit spending. If there are, it's it's enough that Billy can just go. Eh, I'm having fun. That's you know? that that is true because the the shows they produce and the wrestlers they hire would not command a very high wage bill. I would suppose, uh, unless you have a few guys that are on like uh, more full time deals, like the ones who are like there all the time, like a Camille or something like that. But but even then, it wouldn't be like major money or anything like that. I I, I you know what I, I would venture a guess that the folks in MLW are being paid better for sure, uh, even though they're a similar level of company in terms of popularity. Um, but yeah, I uh, I gotta say I I was actually really surprised when I heard that this deal was happening, uh, and uh, I actually got an email from their PR guy today uh, because I'm still on that list from uh, when I was covering the show. And uh, he said, uh, until you hear any official announcement from me, it's not official. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, you know, oh. it could it could be one of those things where they put the cart before the horse because you know MLW famously did that ah, that's by leak you know leaking information about them getting a TV deal. Now they never explicitly said to be, but there were rumors out there that was that it was to be. And then right when we we're supposed to get the announcement, the whole thing just falls through. Yes. Um, you know, and I, I, that is absolutely a possibility and maybe they should not count their chickens before it's hatched. It's true. It's true. Although, uh, with all that in mind, uh, with the NWA, I, I gotta say just from dynamite last night, man, sting is the best. That's yes. Really, that's really <laughs> all that, that can be said. <laughs> yeah, man. Great. Yeah. So we actually, when we want to talk about sting, uh, you know, he's getting ready to do his farewell tour. Is a final match is going to be at full gear, not full gear. I'm sorry, revolution and February. Is it February or March? It's it's one of those. They haven't announced it. It's usually late March or early March, late February, something like that. Yeah. All right. So JD, I'll toss it to you first. Who do you think? And I think I already know what the answer is going to be, but who do you think should be his final opponent? Darby Allen. Yeah. Darby, right? I mean, no brainer. It's it's an absolute no brainer. And Darby goes over, of course. Yeah. Yes. In the end. But I still hope, and this might be just my old guy, you know, kind of showing through. I want to see Chris Jericho versus Sting one time before Sting hangs them up. I, I think that's oh, like I the one. I think that's the one Legends match we haven't got. I we, you know, I don't know whether we'll get Edge versus Sting. Maybe we'll have them teaming up at some point against uh, against Christian Cage's like army or whatever they're calling it, but the family. But I, I'd like to see Jericho versus Sting. I think that's something we need to have. I agree. I think he will see it too. I mean, we've got four months, five months, something like that, a build before Sting goes out. So I imagine you're going to see some like, if I were them, I would lean into this and I would have Sting on just about every TV show for the next few months and really build up that final match. Like Dave was talking about um, the Muto bye-bye show and how great a show that was. And I think AEW should mirror that as much as possible, except they actually have the guy go down at the end Um, and, you know, give back to the business. I'm like, Muto. (laughs) So um, I, I think that uh, you just you could because actually that's the headline. That's the main event, right? Yeah. Like you can have great. You can put a put a big world title match on there, but the main event's going to be you know Sting's retirement match, and you can get a lot of traction on that. And I would hope. Remember when WWE when um they had the John Cena 20th anniversary and Tony let a bunch of his guys show up and do you know quick little messages for John Cena. I would hope a or WWE would let some of the guys on Legends deals at least like have videos for sting to say goodbye agreed they they did that for impact with impact's 20th anniversary they let aj styles do a video um i i don't see them doing that for aew i don't think they're wanting to help out aew and i don't think that they're that wwe really ever valued sting i think they only brought him in to sell a couple of toys and for triple h to get that win and and close out the attitude era it it, it but, was it was all about uh, Vince burying WCW. That's what that was about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to. I don't want to see their current talent. I just want to like just let Lex Luger and Ric Flair and some of the guys that are on Legends deals, Bret Hart, just like show up and say goodbye. You know, yeah. just doesn't yeah. have to be at the show. Just let them say something, right? But again, you know, bald like, assholes thing. Well, you, <laughs> I was going to say, because uh, WWE doesn't do business like normal people because they're yeah. not normal. Like, uh, no. I mean, you look at uh, all the stuff that happened with uh, uh, Mudo in Japan and all these promotions coming together for his goodbye. And you know, and I agree with Dave. That's what Sting should be. Uh, I'd love to see footage from Impact. Uh, 
you know, if WWE would let them footage from WCW, all of it. Uh, and of course, WWE is not going to let that happen, but uh, Japan's no. different. Yeah, it, it, that's true. And it's a, a different business mindset there in Japan. Mm-hmm. And even like you said, with the fans, the, the fans mindset's different earlier, which you said, uh, JD, in, uh, in Japan, they care about Japanese wrestling and in, in Japanese wrestling, they're more willing to set aside differences and egos for big things. And, on occasion uh, on occasion not always not, not always, always. No. <laughs> but uh sometimes that wins out but uh more often than not you'll see especially for a guy like uh, mudo that they can get away with doing stuff like that well it's like you know Noki and baba hated each other but they would do things you know like they would trade wrestlers on occasion that imagine if they did that with wwe and AEW on occasion like hey these guys are stale let's just trade them yeah, well, that's kind of what they did by not uh, even trying to re-sign Edge and letting him go over there. <laughs> so um, it's doing it in a different right. way and not in Mike, a business-friendly way. Adam, Adam, I know you say this. Adam Copeland <laughs> says he had a deal, a big money deal to stay at AEW. Do Are you, you saying that Edge you know is what? a liar? Uh, you know what? Do I think the guy that lied all the way up until his Royal Rumble date return would lie? No, of course not. I don't, I'm not I don't think a good, a good... <laughs> A good Canadian boy like uh, Adam Copeland would lie. Of course not. Hey, uh, hey, Josiah, before we let you go, um, what what are you looking forward to the most for Bound for Glory? I know you cover, uh, you cover Impact for the Wrestling Observer. Are you going to be watching live, and what are you looking forward to most? Uh, yes, I will be watching live because I am recapping it live. And nice. uh, you can look forward to having that recap in your email inbox shortly thereafter, Mike. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going live on YouTube immediately after. But uh. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I also have a, I'll also have my uh, or the impact recap from tonight's already waiting you in your email inbox. So uh, I, I appreciate you. No problem. Uh, so the the show tonight was really good, and be, before, um, before tonight, I would say the thing I was looking forward to the most was Mike Bailey and Will Ospreay just from a pure match quality perspective. But now that we're looking at, uh, especially tonight, the promo uh, Josh Alexander and Alex Shelley did on this show, uh, it was like, um, they set it up actually, it looked like this, like our screen right here. Scott Demore was where I was. And you have uh, Josh Alexander where JD is and Alex Shelley where Mike is. And they're in different parts of the building because they don't want physicality because Shelley took out Alexander a week or two ago. And uh, they cut a very compelling promo on each other. And Alexander got the last word in saying, you think that I think you're a transitional champion, but I think you are saying that because deep down, you know, you are. And uh, Alex Shelley ran across the room and uh, ran across the building and they started brawling and there was a pull apart. It was awesome. It was a really good (laughs) angle. So I'm really looking forward to that match. It's funny. Uh, I think it's better booked after Jimmy Jacobs leaves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and AEW is getting worse. Hey, yeah. uh, J- Josiah, give me a prediction on that match. Cause I have complicated thoughts on uh, Alex Shelley versus uh, Josh. Alexander. Oh, oh man. This, this is one that's genuinely hard to pick uh, because there's different reasons you can go for different guys, but I think Shelley's winning. Yeah. me too. Uh, I, I, yeah. It does not feel like it's time for Alexander to win it back. Uh, and him in a long chase against Alex Shelley could be really compelling stuff. And, yeah. uh, and Shelly right now is killing it in this role. And he's getting that little edge to him. Now he's, he, he's not quite a heel, but you can see him leaning that direction. Uh, and, uh, it's very interesting to watch. Um, it, it's very subtle. Uh, 
it's probably one of the better things they've done in, in a while. I'd have to say. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to the match. And Josiah, thank you. Uh, just a reminder for everybody uh, that you can uh, just click the link right here in the comments or you can go to my Twitter or JD's Twitter. We have the link right there on StreamYard. Click the link, join the show. If you don't want to be on video, just uh, don't accept the video portion of it and just come in and have your say. Uh, Josiah, thank you for being on the show. Right. And I believe I'm believe, I'm going to do a call-in show on, on Saturday. So I hope you'll join us on uh, the Mike and JD Show YouTube channel live oh. after Bound for Glory. I will do what I can, though I have to be up early on Sunday morning. So, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, that's does his main work job for God. Sundays. Yes, yes, yes. yes. He, he is my boss, so I had to yeah. be at church on Sunday mornings. <laughs> but uh, I've read that book. He's harsh on. <laughs> 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 He's harsh sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, Josiah. Uh, so I to... All right, all right, Josiah. Before JD gets you in trouble with your boss, we better let you go. <laughs> all that's right, funny. bye, guys. All right, take care. Before you right, left, that was the last a... Before you let the next guest in, I had I brought this up and I had to read it. Hey, JD, remind Mike that LA Knight is one of the biggest stars in the game again, a year after he and I argued with Mike saying he would be just a geek. Yes, and that is my uh asshole cousin Joe. <laughs> um my my younger my younger cousin Joe. So I I am not a fan of, of Eli Drake or LA Knight. No but right. I have to admit the guy got over. I yes, mean, but did. Like his entire character was geared towards being a WWE guy. So he'd been working out this character for a long time and he was practicing it for years in impact. It got over an impact, but he never really drew any money. But again, it was, it was impact. Nobody was really drawing money. He went to NWA. He got over there, but again, kind of small potatoes. And then when he got to WWE, I'm like, yeah, he's actually perfect for what they do, but he's like 40 years old now. I don't think they're ever going to give him a shot. And then really what it took was for Vince McMahon to get out of the way Triple H to get fully behind him, and now look at the guy. He's exactly what they're looking for in a superstar. So what's up, Joe? Welcome to the show. Hey, Mike, let me talk to you. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from Arena Club. Com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you, you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh, hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, 
and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. If I could have a moment of your time, I'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors, Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all three-in-one offering you triple security so you can have everything in one device rather than installing many pieces on your front door but it's not just for security the eufy video lock is also for convenience no more concerns about losing keys and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated cameras Some other great features we love about the eufy video lock is it is easy to install and set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required keyless entry no more fumbling for keys when your hands are full you never have to worry about kids losing keys or passing among renters you also have 0.3 second 0.3 second fingerprint recognition and one second unlocking again 0.3 seconds it's going to recognize your fingerprints and in one second it's going to unlock and with the ai self-learning chip embedded the more you use it the more accurate it will be also no battery anxiety you have a rechargeable battery in there that could last around four months and you will get a low battery notification before it runs out. Uh, passcode unlocking a remote control with the 2K clear sight. See who's at your door and control from anywhere through the Eufy app. With enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. You can also secure your package delivery by view and two-way audio. And then best of all, no monthly fee. A bunch of other brands out there are going to charge you a monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and you never have to pay for storage. Customer service. Eufy's got you handled as well. They are on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by their professional customer service team. Contact them anytime by telephone, email, or live chat. Personally, as a homeowner, I love my Eufy video lock. I have the ability to see what's going on when I'm not home, when packages have has arrived, and, and really the thing I love the most about it, the ease of being able to lock and unlock my doors without having to fumble with my keys and reach in my pocket or wait, no, crap, they're in my backpack, all that sort of stuff. All this is happening while my dogs are barking at me. You know what? Not anymore with the UV video lock. I touch it. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. One second. Door is unlocked. Much, much easier. So if you want to jump on board with Eufy Video Lock, search Eufy Video Lock. That is E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Again, that's Eufy Video Lock, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Mm -hmm. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just, I like how you say he got over an impact. He got over an NWA and then he went to NXT and you said he'll always be a geek. That's what he is. He was a geek everywhere he went. Like, yeah. no, the guy, he, you could see perfectly. He was exactly what a WWE superstar is. And yeah. we just, we had that conversation a lot back when he was first starting in NXT and I just love seeing the guy absolutely take off and be what he should be in WWE. But I was actually calling in because I have one guess on who might be the Impact Wrestling surprise. I think it would be terrible, but possible. We got Yeah, let's hear it. Mandy Rose. <laughs> she has openly talked about wanting to get back yeah. into wrestling. Um, Impact has taken the chances on those former WWE women. She's yeah. got a big following on social media for reasons. Tennis, um, but... Yeah, and she was okay-ish. Um, she got a lot better when she went to N back to NXT to work on her wrestling. She was a lot better in NXT than she was on the main roster. A low bar to clear, but she still cleared it. So she's the one I could see being that Impact Wrestling surprise. Yeah, I could see You that. know what? I, I can actually see that too because I don't think that she would be tailor made for AEW. No, because she has to learn how to do uh, you know cool moves and kickouts for that promotion. So you can't she can't really go there. Um, but with Impact, she can do a lot of skits and kind of they can kind of hide her weaknesses. They've done a very good job with Trinity. Trinity yeah. has has been awesome. And then when the uh, what what were they called in WWE? The Inspiration. They were the Iconics. Yeah, Iconics. WWE, Iconics. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they came over and Impact was able to hide their weaknesses as well and just kind of um, accentuate their positives, which was some of their personality, which they were actually great. And then, of course, their looks and all that stuff, too. Um, and they had this really great entrance with the the girl that's now with QT Marshall doing their music. I cannot remember her name off the top of my head. Harley but, Cameron. Uh, Harley Cameron, yes. yeah. So they uh, Impact does like people like that. And so, yeah, that I absolutely think that that could be a name that could be a surprise. I don't think that that would be a Call Your Shot gauntlet surprise. Um, that So for everybody that doesn't really watch Impact, Call Your Shot, although it is an intergender, they typically have two or three female wrestlers that typically mix up with the males already, and, and they join the Battle Royal. So you're looking at Kylan King, Jody Threat, Jordan Grace, uh, uh, talents like that. Um, I think last year Tasha Steeles was also in it, but she was in and out pretty quick. A bully Ray did a gorilla press and threw her over the top rope. So um, I, I don't see her doing that, but yeah, I absolutely could. And then while she's working with Impact, she can still continue to sell videos of her fallopian tubes. I think that they'll yes. let her do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Peyton Royce is back. I don't know what she is. Cassie Lee, I think, on the Indies is back wrestling. She just did an intergender match, I believe, in Australia with Matt Cardona. Oh, there you go. Uh, so she, you know, maybe another name. She's already got that relationship with Impact. I don't know if you'd want to build her up as a surprise. Um, I do think she had a little bit of a following with Impact while she was there. Big personality. Um, yeah. if, if they're wanting to load this show up, she's another name that they could easily use. Yeah, yeah. She's out there, I think. Is Lacey Evans cleared yet? Is she off her 90-day deal with, uh, with WWE? 
Um, I, I don't believe so. I think she was okay. released, uh, was that the mid-September time? Okay. Um, so there, you could also look at some names that got released from NXT because the NXT deals, unless they changed it within the last year, are 30 days. Because remember when Aleister Black got released, he was able to show up in AEW 30 days later <laughs> because they forgot to update his deal <laughs> to a main yeah. roster deal. So you could look at some NXT names. Again, I don't know if uh, Mustafa Ali would have had his updated when he became more full-time NXT. Um, Daba Kato, I don't know if you'd really want to build him up as a surprise, but he was an NXT guy, um, a big guy who could, you know, maybe get a little bit of a reaction. Um, I'm not sure, you know, who else from NXT got released, but those, those guys who had that 30-day time frame, and I believe Saturday would be 31 days from the release. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so you know, maybe maybe we'll get a big uh, Dabakato. <laughs> yeah, Dabakato. What was and uh, what? Who were the other guy? What was the other guy's name that was a Dabakato in NXT? I can't remember his name. Um, uh, gosh, because I know they had. Paul Cruz. Paul Cruz is he's still there. He didn't get released. Yeah, Paul Cruz is still though. there. Dabakato was Commander Aziz with Apollo yeah. Cruz for a while, and okay. then they sent him back to NXT and started calling him Dabakato again. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know what? I I really don't see that one, but you know, Im, you know, I think and impact this. You know, last year they they teased some stuff too, and it turns out it was just bully. And the year before they teased some stuff too, and it turns out it was just the kiss demon. So could, I don't really be, have. I don't have high Devon? He was already on the Impact One Thousand earlier, so I don't know that okay. that would even be a surprise. Honestly, I could see him in in the Call Your Shot Gauntlet. Um, doing a spot with uh with bully, but I I just wouldn't see that being a surprise. Have they played with fire by doing this now and doing this show in Chicago where people there is like a semi expectation from idiots that it could be punk? Like well, it all takes yeah. all it takes well, is a little bit of a CM Punk chant to catch fire. Yeah, but they well, they've had this show booked that. for a year. <laughs> yeah, well, I was wondering, so, but that's what I'm they, saying. What's the amount of tickets they've sold after they said we have a surprise? They they just said that today. Okay, yeah, yeah. They, so I think yeah. if you do that and you sell 30, 40% of your tickets after that, you really got to go big. But if you're already sold out or you're only moving a few hundred tickets, I don't see it as that big of a deal. Well, I, here's my concern though is do you, are you going to get a, an arena full of people think Punk going to show up and just chant CM Punk and, and camera? And you're going to be like, uh, sorry. Like, is that a possibility? Yeah, I, uh, I think it's possible, but I do think the CM Punk chants from crowds have died down quite a bit after he came that's back. True. That's um, true. I mean, you used to hear it almost every week in WWE, and then the moment he showed up in AEW, it completely stopped. Um, so, yeah. Hey, Joe, I, I before I, hey, Joe, before I let you go, before this turns into a brace for impact, um, <laughs> what, what do you think about Vince um, being uh, kind of shit-canned from creative, uh, from uh, Ari basically firing Vince off of creative talent and relief Triple H alone? Yeah, so – here's the thing. I don't think he was as involved as a lot of people want to make it out to be. I think he was making some minor changes that just annoyed a few people. And Ari really wanted to empower triple H to say, no, this is your game because he sees the results. Um, which I, I kind of felt like the moment they, they made the merger was going to happen because he fully leaned into Dana white when, you know, he took over there. But at the end of the day, like whether Vince was that involved or not, you can watch the shows 
and see it wasn't a Vince McMahon show all the time. You could see a few things that say, yeah, maybe Vince had some input there, but there was no constant rematches every week. There was no, you know, 30 minutes between a guy coming out for the match and then the match actually starting. There was none of that. So you, you wouldn't see the full on Vince creative fingerprints there, but for morale, for fan you know, how fans are viewing going into every week. I think it's the right move and Triple H is the right guy to run it. So I'm glad they just made it official. I think for Triple H, it was good to have uh, Vince there to be the scapegoat. He was kind of like yeah. a Vince Russo in TNA. Every bad idea that happened to TNA got blamed on Vince Russo. And that was like, that was great news for like Dutch Mantel and these other yeah, guys. But, they, were, they were also putting not, out dog shit. <laughs> that's not going to go away though. Like yeah. even when Vince was gone, when Vince was ousted last July, if if somebody seen something they didn't like from that July to December time frame, they would still say, oh, that was clearly Vince. When Roman beat Cody at WrestleMania, the first thing Brian Alvarez said on Twitter is, well, I know who that reminds me of or <laughs> I know I know who that felt like. And it was like, yeah. no, they had that in the books since March, you could go back and look where it leaked in March that that was going to happen because of the plan Triple H had post that show that you can see building up now. Uh, yeah. So whether Vince McMahon could be six feet in the ground and something bad will happen and people will say, well, I know where Triple H got that idea from. Like He's, <laughs> yeah, he's he always going to have that boogeyman under the bed. Well, I, I think that's good for him, though, because uh, he takes none of the heat. But, uh, hey, Joe, thank you for calling in, man. I got God Illa in the green room, so I'm going to go ahead and let you go. And uh, appreciate you. And I got a, a stat nerd Joe for later today. I got He sent me a text about a, a fun AEW stat that we're going to talk about later. But uh, thanks, Joe. And we're going to welcome in our man, God Illa. God Illa is actually the voice behind A-Game, or one of the voices behind A-Game, one of the first voices. Uh, how you doing, Illa? I'm good. <clears throat> Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good, man. How are you guys doing? Trying not to wake my wife up right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of late there in Boston or in Massachusetts. So, uh, hey, man. So, uh, we got a lot of news happening in the world of wrestling. What do you want to talk about? Oh, there's a couple of things I wanted to ask. First of all, I wanted to shout out JD. Um, The the horror list was dope. I still got a few to get through. I went out with the horror. Yeah, the the horror movie list was real dope, man. There's a couple on there. I was kind of ashamed that I forgot. I was kind of upset about that. Um, I like to go. Deep. I like to go deep with some of the picks. I don't like to go obvious. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Illa, yeah that was Illa, before before you get into wrestling topics, what was missing from JD's? Uh, you you had some ideas in the chat. What was missing from JD's list that you want to add to that list? I, I honestly, I wouldn't replace anything, man. I think everybody okay. having their own style is was dope, and I mean, um, they you know. What, what I eat don't make you shit. So you know I'm saying like everybody having their own list is what I every everybody having their own list is what's up. You know what I'm saying? Write um, that down. Yeah, hold that's on. That's a now. Jay-Z hold line. Up. That's a Jay-Z line. No, no. Hey, dude, hey we would have never though. known the difference, bro. Yeah, we'd have never known that's the true. difference, bro. You should have just <laughs> held on to it. A couple of dorks. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. there's a there's a couple of things I wanted to say. First of all. Happy birthday, Lucha. CM Punk is not coming in to impact. But happy birthday. Um, another thing I wanted to ask. I actually have a, a AEW question. Yeah, let's do it. Who's going to be Sting's last opponent? It's got to be Darby, right? 
Yeah. Like I tried yeah, to bring I mean, this up and I, I tried to bring this up in the chat. A lot of people didn't get behind. I think it's I think it's gotta be Darby, right? Yeah, it's his protege. It's the guy he's trying to Sting has actually gone out of his way to make Darby into something. He brought Darby with him to Japan for the Mudo match. Like he's really gone out of his way to try to like like a father trying to make sure his son is set up like to give him the business. Like Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon Jr. Like Sting has gone out of his way to make sure Darby's okay. And I think the last thing to do is put over Darby. All right, now follow up. If he does that, do you now put Darby in a position to win the world title? Yeah, and I'm a big Swerve fan, but that you got to go that route, right? Well, Darby's a baby and Swerve's a heel, so there's your program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think now that uh, MGF is full blown babyface, and it looks like they're teasing, you know, they're teasing MGF's next few programs, right? They're teasing, you know, mm-hmm. we got the Jay White match coming up. Following the Jay White match, it looks very clearly that we're going to go towards Kenny Omega. I think Kenny Omega is finally going to vanquish um, um, the Don Callis family at uh, the next uh, what Full Gear is what it's called, right? In in November. Oh, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I think he's going to beat up on Takeshita there, get past that, and then you were probably looking at the December pay per view or January pay per view, whatever they're going to do. That being the uh, Omega and MJF, and and I don't think they're going to put the title back on Omega. I could be wrong about that, but it doesn't seem like that's the way that they're going. So I think after they get through that, we're going to start looking at at Swerve. And eventually, Swerve is going to have to be that heel champion. they got to build new stars. they got to get mm-hmm. younger. they got to get fresher, right? they got to have their own identity. And I think that's I think that's the transition right there. Because originally, you know, your, your first few champions were – the, some AEW originals, but you know, guys that they were bringing in from like other promotions. You know, you had um, Jericho, you had Moxley was a champion for a little bit, and of course Omega. But like MJF is, I know he was in MLW, but he's homegrown. So that's like you got your homegrown guy there. And now Swerve, I know he came from WWE, but he was never really given a chance in WWE. I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna stick my neck on a line. I'm gonna call Swerve a homegrown guy from here because he never I really feel- made it in WWE. You know hey, what I mean? Mike- Mike, I feel like when no, I was saying who's the first M- the, of the new MLW? Who's MLW world champion? That'd be Swerve. Thank you. He's an MLW yeah. guy. Court power discovered. I, yeah, but eighteen people watch that. I don't really call I him an MLW. Guy. You know what I mean? I I'm just yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, if I, that's the case, then MJF is too, right? And so is Brian Pillman Jr. And so is Davy Boy Smith, right? All these former guys. world tag team champions, all of them. Yeah. I feel like you're a guy. You're the guy of the place where you get yourself over the most. I agree. And yeah. I'm saying, so if like MJF, he can always be a guy that was in MLW, but he's not an MLW guy. He's an AEW guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, the, so. <clears throat> um, my other question, J, uh, JD, are you going to both shows? Are you going to the Fallout and Bound for Glory? So guess what asshole didn't buy his fucking tickets and thought he would just be able to walk up and buy a ticket because it wasn't hard last time. I didn't know they were yeah. going to sell out. Like, <laughs> I'm going to try to go on Saturday, but I'm really, I'm like, I'm really like, oh man, I misplayed this completely and I wasn't going to say anything. But now well, you get to I'm see John about it live. I'm no, I can't go because I'm a dumbass and didn't buy my seat. Well, the the TV tapings Saturday. are not sold out. Yeah, TV tapings no, are not sold out. 
and, and you get to see Josh Osprey and um, Gresham Shelley. So that's that's two I, dope matches. I want to see that one more anyway. So I got to Fridays are easier to go do stuff. Saturdays, I got to cross with the boss and make sure that's OK. So, I mean, like I'm, I'm going to try to get out there on Saturday is the plan. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, I'm going to get out of here, fellas. But I wanted to say a few things. One, all respect, all love. Two, Niners suck. Three, BFI. Oh, get rid of this guy. Hold on. Get, off, get off the show. Cut him. <laughs> what an asshole! You he actually is, right? cut- <laughs> no, he 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 hung up. He hung up. <laughs> that's our guy. Yeah, yeah. That that's God Illa, man. And we always appreciate God Illa yeah. um, for lending us his track and uh, letting us have it on our show, man. It's our signature, our signature theme. My favorite theme that we've ever had. To- yeah, I love that song. Like it, it just totally puts a different vibe on the show when we start it. So, uh, where do we leave off? Because the show notes are now out the window. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, we already talked about. So, um, what do you think about Vince finally being out of creative, JD? Or did you know? I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I know that's I, that, the word that's going on now, but I feel like we're playing a game of. Um, I feel like we're playing a game in the media, right? And Vince McMahon's very. I know he's seventy-eight years old, but he's very good at winning these things in the long run. Yeah, I don't know how, but. I'm going to wait six months to revisit this before I'm willing to put the spike in Vince McMahon because a lot of people have written that, that evil bastard out before and he always comes back. Yeah, he, he always does. And that's kind of where I'm at. I, I, I do fully believe that he doesn't really have anything with creative at this point, but it's only a matter of time before he asserts himself back into it. The only way I'll believe that he's completely gone is if he sells all his shares and like moves to fucking Aruba or something like that. Yeah. Which is and possible. Like, we just don't see the guy. Yeah. Here's the thing, Mike. Here's the thing we got to realize. Um, so Raw and SmackDown have stopped their year-over-year growth, right? Now mm-hmm. there's they're, they're way better than they were two years ago, but their year-over-year growth has slowed. So now that that the bucking of the trends is over. I'm not going to say they're going to start contracting because that's it will happen eventually because that's just the cycles of wrestling. But when SmackDown leaves Fox and goes to USA Network and it starts doing uh sub raw numbers what happens yeah i mean and that that's going to be that's going to be the huge issue and mm-hmm. so i mean you know they're they're probably going to try to dig him back up right and so I'm telling you that's um, what's going to happen yeah. i'm telling you it's going he's we, then, this is not the last we've heard of Vince McMahon the man retired and came back after a weekend you know <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, they're gonna bring him back, and then Braun Strowman will be champion, and then it'll be just like it ever was. Um, mm-hmm. um, so you know, there was a there's been a debate online, and I'll be honest, JD, I don't really understand what the debate's all about. Um, Roman Reigns is up for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame this year. You know, he's the top draw in pro wrestling right now. Uh, he is the biggest star for the biggest company in the hottest program that's really turned that company around and kind of really completely distance themselves from number one to number two to where they're not even really all that close anymore in, in every imaginable metric that there is. Um, but but because he keeps getting chance after chance and he finally did something with all the chances he got, that is kind of being held against him by some of the snobs. Well, careful with the snob because they that the guys who write who who push that are like, you know, we're the outliers on this network. You know, you and yeah, I are kind of I'm like, okay with that. Yeah. Hey, like that's what yeah. that's what we do. Um yeah. that I'm not I'm not a huge Roman fan, never have been, but I how can you deny the results? Like yeah, 
I kind of put Roman in the same category as I put Sting. The creative sucked for the majority of his run, right? And he did how would how good it would it have been in spite of him without you know like I think that we talk we we always black scorpion right we always go back to that like, that's the best they could have come up with for Sting how who would yeah. have drawn in that I think Roman's in a situation too where a little different where like they couldn't fail but at the same time you look at where they are now and where they could have been I don't know how you put that on Roman and don't put it on Vince. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like we want like I feel like we're ready to blame Vince until it comes to Roman Reigns. And then it's yeah. like, well, fuck that guy. It's all it's you know, I don't and, I don't buy that. And I think the the one of the big reasons why people don't like Roman, um, because at the time the, it was the internet fans and a lot of the hardcore audience that had really gotten behind Brian Danielson and they wanted Brian Danielson to be crowned. But WWE said no, we're pushing Roman. And because he pushed him against the the grain of the hardcore fan, he was getting a lot of booze and stuff like that. But his merchandise was still very good. Uh, they were still doing pretty damn good at the box office. You know, ratings were dipping year over year, but then they they pulled that one right up. So, um, and people making the excuse, well, they kept giving him chance after chance after chance. Well, isn't that what you do when you believe somebody? When yeah. you believe in someone? When you when you know what their future is going to be? It's like you stick with them, right? And just because he's the captain of a ship that's always winning, that you know, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing, right? Like it's okay to be Terry Bradshaw, right? <laughs> like Terry Bradshaw, four Super Bowls, Hall of Fame quarterback for the Steelers. Uh, maybe, maybe Lynn Swan, Franco Harris, and Mean Joe Green were better all-around football players, but he was still Terry freaking Bradshaw, right? And he's still a Hall of Famer, and they didn't win those Super Bowls without him. It's kind of the same premise. It's like you know, if it and John Muse is in the chat, and John, if you want to hop in the show, feel free. Um, it says, if you think someone is a star, you try to make them one until the business doesn't allow you to do so. Um, like, absolutely. Right. The business taking a turn for the worse wasn't really on Roman more so than it was on Vince. People kind of got soured on the, the throwing of the scripts and all the bad, all the bad creative, not just the bad creative for him, but the bad creative just all throughout the show. And they finally got something that hit and it's been going for a couple of years now and they've been on fire. And I'm like, how could you deny his success? It's unbelievable. I think what's said too is like when WWE was in their doldrums in like 2019, Roman yeah. wasn't the top guy at that time. That was Seth. And, you know, I hate to blame, you know, I hate to put it on Bray Wyatt because the unfortunate end, but I mean, The Fiend didn't do any favors for anybody. Like yeah. people want to talk about how great The Fiend was. That was WWE's low point, man, in business in this generation. Like that's no. when you saw like these dynamite pictures you see of the crowds. You saw a lot of Raws that looked like that in 2019. Right, yeah. they were drawing a lot at that point, but Roman again, the the pandemic and his character change, it helped him, and I think they finally started his strengths. Right, and Vince yeah. dug his heels in, and I don't think you can blame the guy for that because he is drawing now. He is a he is a massive star now. He does move stuff, and like, was he given chance after chance? Yes, I, I'm also, I, and I'll be honest, man. I, I, I struggle to understand the Hall of Fame in and of itself when it comes to pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, and I, I argue with somebody in, in a Discord the other day that said, Roman Reigns is a terrible athlete. And I'd be like, what? What? <laughs> Roman Reigns? Is, yeah. The man was one all-conference football player. Like, he was an NFL prospect. He's a really good athlete. They said, well, you know, high-risk moves. I'm like, high-risk moves? We have this, somehow wrestling fans have equated 
tumbling into the p into like the primary part of athleticism tumbling is an important skill to have if you could do a backflip there's a pretty good chance you're a good athlete but i mean like hip motion foot explosiveness you know um strength relation to body position like these things all matter when determining athleticism you know nobody watches the olympics and sees the gymnastics guys and says those are the greatest athletes on earth Nobody says that, but when it comes to, and I love high flying stuff, don't get me wrong, but I think we disqualify the bigger guys sometimes. And Roman Reigns is a fantastic athlete. So I see these things and I'm like, man, I think it's a lot of the punk, the punk cabana thing too. The make, make sure Roman looks strong, right? I think CM Punk did a lot too to turn people against Roman Reigns, especially in the hardcore. And again, some of the hardcore fans like to be, you know, um, iconoclastic. You know, we like to, to, to buck trends. I don't, I don't love the guy. I don't love his matches, but again, at the point of the hall of fame is draw and what you meant to business. I don't I don't know how we can disqualify Roman. I really don't. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, if, what is the hall of fame? Cause you know, Dave will tell you, it's not solely based on star ratings because it can't be. Because that's one person's subjective opinion. So you can you can absolutely take those into account, but that can't be exactly what it's all about, right? You you well, have to you have to take that's into account subjective like, to begin with. Like, yeah. So and now now people like to discount his drawing power because he's part of the big machine, but you can't. They're the biggest promotion out there. They sell the most tickets. He's his top star for them. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, so if you're gonna if you're gonna you know put somebody higher because they have more star ratings. When in actuality, drawing power is probably a bit more important, right? Because that's something that's like tangible, right? That is something that you can you can actually count, right, and prove. Um, he, you know, he's absolutely like head and shoulders above everybody else right now. And I know, and we're going to talk about Mystico, and I want to talk about Mystico. Um, what do you think would have happened if Roman Reigns would have showed up in Houston and AEW and they advertised him for a day? They probably would have sold a lot of tickets. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like, we yeah. can't. If Roman Reigns tomorrow decide I'm leaving WWE, I'm going to AEW, you would everybody jump over? No. Would a lot of people watch? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The guy, mm-hmm. the guy makes the guy moves business. Like very few in that company can move tickets. Roman Reigns moves tickets. John Cena moves tickets. Yeah. And that's Brock. about like yeah, Brock. Brock. Yeah, but I mean, oh no, Brock, not yeah, Rock, Brock. Brock. Yeah. Brock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's like Cody that's kind of it and that's really yeah. all the way it's always been like it's you go to any era of wrestling your top guys are the only ones that move tickets like nobody bought a ticket to see the honky-tonk man right yeah. like yeah yeah i mean you enjoyed him while he was uh-oh if you lost if but if you lose hulk hogan or randy savage you're probably not coming to the show and it looks right. like my hey did my camera go out yeah, your camera went out. I thought it might have been me for a minute. You froze. No, it's a yeah, it's a my camera just went out. It's my uh my my camera for I'm gonna check my setting and oh hold on, I think I got it. It says start camera here. Uh, technical difficulties, everybody. Okay. Yeah, live technical show. difficulties. We're 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 live, pal. We're live, pal. All right, a couple more topics um before we head out, and then we're gonna go over to overtime. Um Adam Cole and Roddy, Roddy Strong, and I'm gonna go ahead and throw Tony Storm in there. Man, this stuff is just brutal on AEW. Uh, you know, it's gotten to where I'm just kind of fast-forwarding all of it. The Tony Storm one was worse than the week before, and the Roddy and Adam Cole is just awful right now. Roger, Roger Strong and Adam Cole is the worst. I had a, you saw, I had a very, I had a very, um, 
uh, docile conversation where we disagreed immensely with someone on Twitter. We didn't get personal. Like I kept it clean and there are people that like this stuff, but watching it to me is excruciating. And I was, I was anti and then they won me over, over the summertime. Like, you know what? This is actually funny. We've completely jumped the shark with it. Yeah. The Tony stuff doesn't bother me as much as it bothers everybody else. Like I can kind of compartmentalize that as just mid card bullshit. So but here's, I don't, here's I'm my, alone. I'm alone on this one. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, no, work. you're, you're, you're not. No, you're not. Producer Rob was kind of went on a little bit of a rant and some other folks from the observer site, you know, they really enjoy it. I like Tony storm when she's doing her backstage interview. That's fine. The skits I can't do. I just, I like, and, and you know, my stance on RJ city. I don't think that guy's fucking funny at all. So I like, yeah, we, you know, and, and them two together, it's just like a bad actor and a bad actress having a poorly written and poorly executed skit. I'm just not, I'm just not interested. And now they I just think, try to do it like a silent thing. I'm just like, yeah, you guys, you, you've lost me. I got to fast forward, you know? I think whoever pitched the idea to put RJ and um, Tony storm together is a genius and deserves to get paid extra money. I think those two have, are perfect together. I think it works. I think it was brilliant thinking whoever came up with that. Um, if you don't like it, it's fine. But this is for me, it's just mid card shit. You know, yeah. I wish Tony storm wrestled her matches. Not like the character, like the character can be bullshit. I don't like when it affects the match, the matches themselves. That's that I dislike. Um, now I don't hate it. Now let's talk about the kingdom and Ro- and, and Roderick strong. That yeah. shit's awful. It's not funny. I'm hoping this was the last week of it because Adam Cole said, I'm finally done. I'm out of here. And he's leaving to have surgery anyway. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that what we saw last night was a bookend on all that because MJF has dropped all the silly shit from him, which I think is good. I think he's, I think he learned, right? I think he steered, he might've overcorrected last week, but this week was a good week. We saw a nice balance of what I think the MJF character is. Uh, this kingdom thing. I, I don't want to watch Matt, Matt Taven masturbate his giraffe. I don't want to do it. I, I don't like <laughs> yeah. it. Like this is dumb. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I I am I'm totally over it. I hope that it's done. It looks like the kingdom might be doing something with MJF here pretty soon. So, uh, we'll yeah we'll 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 see we'll see where that goes. Uh, but hey guys, uh, thank you to everybody that uh, joined in on the chat and joined in uh, calling into the show. Um, I feel like this was pretty successful, so I think we might do it again. It's not going to be a weekly thing, but uh, now that we know that we have the capability, we're probably just going to bring you guys in a little bit more. Um, but uh, I want you guys to give us a big thumbs up on the channel and make sure that you're a subscriber throw down a comment and also head over to patreon.com slash the mike and jd show where we've got a lot of big things happening i will be back this weekend with a with an exclusive brace for impact for the patreon and i'll also be back on our youtube channel doing a, a live bound for glory post fight show um and it uh, looks like i'm going to be putting the link in the chat again so you guys can tell me what you thought of bound for glory um but uh and oh and stay tuned for overtime overtime's coming up uh, this monday and we got something tasty for you we're going to be talking about what my, one of my favorite WCW gimmick pay-per-views. Um, actually, I'm going to say it's my favorite WCW gimmick pay-per-view. Uh, Halloween Havoc. JD and I, have a, we did some research. We have a little bit of a list, and we're going to talk about our favorite moments from Halloween Havoc. And uh, that's going to be on overtime this week. And until next time, hold on, hold on, JD. I'm not going to mess it up this time. All right. And right. until next time, mahalo. Uh, 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 uh. Competition starting to get thick is the click So I hope you watch your A-game Amen, no way From the track when we unite and spit This is an A-game Better bring your A-game Competition starting to get thick is the click So I hope you watch your A-game Amen, no way From the track when we
My name is Tyler Fornis, and I am one of the co-hosts of the Good, the Bad, and the Hungi AEW podcast here on the Voice of Wrestling Podcasting Network. We take a broad scope approach to the world of all elite wrestling and the entire universe of Tony Khan. We talk about the big matches, the big stars, the promos, the storylines. And we also look at it from a big picture perspective. How are things going to change over the course of the next 10 years with AEW still in the picture? How are companies like WWE going to adapt and adjust to AEW? Are they going to be a similar way like they did with WCW in the late 1990s? Will there be a counterpunch? We talk about all of that and more on the good, the bad, and the hungry every week on the Voice of Wrestling Network.